0: Welcome to Hope Community Podcast. It's great to have you join us today listening online. We pray you'll be impacted by our message this week. Enjoy. Well, welcome. I want to give you a welcome this morning as well. And uh, the presence of God is here. Amen. I'm under the influence right now of... The Holy Spirit, and I'm I'm also emotional this morning, and uh, I know Mark and Sam will be tuning in with us online, uh, but I am devastated that you guys couldn't be here this morning, and I just wanted to honour you guys because I look back over nine years, and uh, it's just been amazing. You've been there every step of the way, and so I just wanted to honour these guys this morning. Can we just clap and cheer? <laughs> Um, they will be hurting not being here, also, and um, I I run the risk of missing people. But I was just thinking back um, this morning about so many people who have been amazing in the journey, and thinking back around the beginning, especially. And you know, I, I thought of, of our our church council, our original church council, and just wanted to honour. Uh, Chris and Sandy McCleary and Ben and Sandra Stiller and David and Lisa Littke as well. Um, amazing. They brought so much of wisdom and godly character to our church as it was being formed. Um, I think about Russ and Karen, where are you guys? And We, we started praying in, in your home. You opened up your home and, and we had some amazing times praying in your home, really asking for what God could do. And, and there, there are just so many others. That's why I don't really want to start with names. But I just thank you, each and every person who has sown into this community. And that's been so many people. It's amazing just to be a part of what God's doing. So can we give God a cheer? Yeah. yeah just. <clears throat> All right. I'm going to pray and we're going to get into the word. Amen. All right, Lord, as we come this morning, we pray for a deposit in Jesus' name, that your word would be sown into our hearts. It would be received. It would flourish, Lord. It would produce a harvest, 30, 60, and 100. Father, we pray that you transform us into effective disciples who disciple others, who point others to Jesus Christ. We pray that this community and beyond would be impacted by the name of Jesus through the very people in this room and joining with us this morning. And we bless every church in our community also in Jesus' mighty name. Father, pour out your favour on them, guide them and lead them. We pray, we pray that you will help them to be Effective in the calling you have over them as a church. We pray for provision right now for those churches who are feeling the pinch, Heavenly Father, supernatural resources, we pray in Jesus' name. And we just thank you, Lord, that this is the place where you have planted us and called us, Heavenly Father. And in faith, we look forward to seeing many, many more come to Jesus Christ. We pray this in Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 So good, alright, if you have your Bible you can turn to Matthew 13, we're going to get straight into it this morning and uh, I, I have wrestled with this word, so I really believe God has got something to say. This is something that God has been putting in me and really stirring up in me for nine years and it's uh, specific to our culture, to who we are here as Hope Community And there's been a huge battle on this week. You know what even happened this week? Our hot water system stopped working. Now who can prepare a message without hot showers, right? So anyway, the Father will redeem that. But um, God's got something to say to us all this morning. Matthew 13, are you there? Okay, verse 53, we are starting... In this passage, it says, When Jesus had finished telling these stories and illustrations, he left that part of the country. He returned to Nazareth, his hometown. Where he, when he taught there in the synagogue, everyone was amazed and said, where does he get this wisdom and the power to do miracles? Then they scoffed. He's just a carpenter's son. And we know Mary, his mother, and his brothers, James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas. All his sisters live right here among us. Where did he learn all these things? And they were deeply offended and refused to believe in him. Then Jesus told them a prophet is honoured everywhere except in his own hometown and among his own family. And so he did only a few miracles there because of... Of their unbelief. I think this is a fascinating passage and if you if you were to read on continue to read on in your Bible we jump into chapter 14 and in the following um, passages we read about Jesus feeding the 5,000, five loaves and two fish. this was a miracle 5,000 men. That was an amazing thing. Then we read about how he walked on water. Has anyone tried that recently? <laughs> that's, that's an amazing thing, right? Then we read about how he healed everyone. In verse 36, it says, uh, they begged him to let the sick just touch at least the fringe of his robe and all who touched him were healed. So this is the same Jesus that is in his hometown and only does a few miracles because of the unbelief of people. And here's what happened. Jesus found himself in a place where there was no honour. And today I want to speak to you on the topic, a culture of honour. And hopefully I can show you why this is so important. This is actually something that is so close To our heart. This is something that we believe is fundamental in pursuing a kingdom culture. When you're looking for a kingdom culture, there are several things that are actually vital, and a culture of honor is one of those things. And so, hopefully, I can lead you to understand this today. Um, Honor is a pretty hard word to define in some ways. Uh, most of us know what it means to be dishonored. How many people here would say yes, I've been dishonored I think that would be everyone so we understand what that looks like um, it's easy to picture important people being honored right and so Matt called me a legend this morning. isn't like that's that's big right the queen we can we can We can see, we can picture the Queen being honoured and and we can understand that the Queen would be worthy of honour in some sense, right? But honour goes much further than just simply honouring leaders. Honour is something that we want to bring into this house, that we want to champion. In Isaiah 29, it says this, These people honour me with their lips, but their hearts... Are far from me. And so honor actually requires humility, it's a laying down, it's a pushing aside of pride, and it also requires honesty at the same time. Okay, we're not talking about something that's just fluffy and pretend if we're pursuing authentic culture of honor. And so we're actually required to tap into God's love if we want to honor people well. The definition of honour um, goes back to this meaning a long time ago where it actually means to give weight. And it's connected with kind of gold or coins. That that to honour you, you, you're worth that weight. You're worth something. You're worth valuable. It could mean to credit one with worth, right? This is what Paul says in Romans 12. He says, don't just pretend to love others, really love them. Hate what's wrong, hold tightly to what is good, love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honouring each other. And Paul sets this up. Paul goes, uh, Paul touches on this many, many times through his letters. This is what he says in Philippians. He says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility, Value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. So, honour is how we are called to live in a kingdom culture. And here, as we look at nine years of hope community, we actually want to look at what does community look like in this space? What are we fostering? What are we building? And here's the thing, if we pray, Father, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, a culture of honour is going to be a doorway into the blessing of the Father. And that's what we want to see poured out in this space. All right. Let me unpack this a little bit for you. Um, How do we build a culture of honour? Craig Rochelle talks a lot about culture. Okay, and he says this, he says, culture is a combination of what you create and what you allow. Someone else once said this um, culture happens by default or by design. It's the code, both spoken and unspoken, that guides a community. And so, as a faith community, obviously our culture is going to be what we believe the Father's heart is for this community, right? And so we go to His Word and we seek the Father and we listen to hear what He speaks over us as a church and then in obedience, we follow Him into that space. So I've got a couple of points for you today. If you're a note taker, here's some stuff for you. This is point number one. A culture of honour is created as a community of people learn to see others in their God-given identities. So Bill Johnson puts it this way. He says, a culture of honour is celebrating who a person is without stumbling over who they're not. So what does it look like in action? We honour people with our thoughts. We honour people with our actions. We honour people with our words. And here's what I want you to know today is that what we believe about people is really important. It's internal matters as well. How we serve them is important. What we say about them and what we say to them is important for God's blessing to flow. So honour ultimately is being in agreement with what the Father says and sees. Okay, I'll say that again. Honour is being in agreement with what the Father says and sees. So when we choose to honour someone, we're actually affirming what the Father sees and speaks over those people. We're affirming their God-given calling and destiny. Okay, so we get a choice on whether we wanna partner with that or not partner with that, okay? So if honour is the language of heaven that unlocks blessing, then dishonour, is the language of the enemy that stalls God's blessing. Are you with me? So that gives it a bit more punch when we start to realise if we don't align with what the Father's speaking, then we're actually partnering with what the enemy is speaking over people. And I know that that's definitely not what anyone wants to do here. So gossip and slander and shame, when we enter into that place, we are literally stepping into the enemy's agenda and partnering with the enemy in his assignment for that person. Now, I know like no one here is gonna be like, yes, that's so great. You know, I wanna be on that team, right? I, I hope not. Anyone, anyone? Anyone? We wanna be people who actually see what the Father's doing and do what the Father calls us to, just as Jesus did, right? And so this is an avenue for honour. I was reading this quote, this leadership expert, his name's Dr. Joseph Umidi. He wrote this, he said, value, respect, esteem, regard, worth and significance all flow out of the refreshing fountain of honour. Yet what leaks out from the septic tank of dishonour is disgrace, shame, humiliation, scorn, and contempt. Contempt is when we actually stand in the way of someone stepping into who they are. One of the most common ways we dishonour is to disregard God or people. Treating another as only a part of a blurred landscape of our lives, ordinary, common, unimportant, even taken for granted, is to discount them and their unique purpose. Honour requires celebration and validation, not comfort zone toleration. Isn't that good? How often do we tolerate? I know this is awkward, okay? Maybe you tolerate the person next to you. That's awkward, (laughs) right? But can we go there? This is what we're called to in a culture of honour. We are called to look at these things. Now, it takes humility and honour to give and receive honour. It's not just what we give, right? I've spent time in a culture where honour and humility were seen to be opposing forces. And so, honor was frowned upon while humility was praised and it presented itself in what i would call a false humility where any time a person was was praised they would feel this awkwardness to give the glory to the lord and not receive any honor and i understand that in the context of humility even on our ninth birthday here we want to give all the glory to the lord right nothing would have happened without him He has blessed us in abundance. We're sitting in air conditioning today. (laughs) Praise the Lord. We didn't have to blow the leaves off the basketball court this morning. (laughs) Praise the Lord. We've seen people come to faith. Praise the Lord. We've seen God do amazing things in our midst. Praise the Lord. We've got to be a part of that and it's great, but we give all the glory to the Father. So I understand that heart posture of humility where we redirect glory to the Lord. But at the same time, we miss out on honour when we simply redirect every little thing and in the same action, we actually talk ourselves and put ourselves down. Honour is about celebrating our God-given identity and the giftings that the Father has put inside us. And so... As God's children, as God's creation, we want to acknowledge that. We want to bless that. And where there's more, we want to call it out, right? Can you see this picture of people coming into this community where they've been beaten up? And they've been guilt ridden and they're full of shame and they're full of discouragement. Maybe their whole lives they've been in this place and they come into this place where a community of people see right past anything in their life and they see the God given calling on someone's life and they call it out. What a privilege that we actually get to be a part of that. I have to tell you, that is one of my favourite things. I was talking with someone this morning. She was just saying, I feel so blessed to have been in this place. And it's the first time in my whole life that I've been in an environment where I just feel like, um, what's the language used? Just blessed to be me. And it seriously brings me to tears because that's what the Father desires, that we create this culture this community where that is a re- reality for us. I, I don't know if, honours, if Aussies are generally too good at honour, to be honest. For anyone who's, who's, who's not an Aussie in this room, I think you're probably much better at honour than we are. Aussies are very good at competition. At any expense, we will cut each other down Aussies have a very high kind of moral code where you will earn our respect, where you will earn honour. It's not until you've got the runs on the board will you ever get any honour from me. Aussies have this rebellious spirit in them where like, you know, some people are like, well, there's the queen. I'm not going to clap for her. Like everyone else is honouring. I'm not going to honour her. Aussies have the tall poppy syndrome, Right? So we want to do well, but if it's someone else doing well, we don't want that, right? And we cut them down. So Aussies and culture, I, I'm not sure if they, that's really what people would think when they think about Aussies. Yeah, now, some, some. <laughs> some are good. It's a mentality. <laughs> that's good, yep. And so we're talking about a wrong belief system there when we start to get into that space. And I'm going to talk about how limiting that actually can be because we want to be a community where those limits are actually removed, right? Where people get to step into the fullness. I, I had a very humbling experience that I remember once. Uh, we had a guest speaker coming to speak in our church. Uh, for those who go way back, his name was Farid. He, uh, he was from the Middle East. He was actually had this amazing testimony as part of the Afghan army. The father met him in a vision. Uh, Jesus riding on a white horse with a sword after he'd got blown up by a missile coming from a helicopter. Right? Has that happened to anyone else? (laughs) Okay, not today. Amazing story, an amazing man. Anyway, um, before he came to speak, I got invited to come and meet with him in his home on the south side and I went down there with another friend of mine and we, and we met in his home and, and it was this tiny little unit. His wife and him and his family, they live by faith. They don't have work in Australia. They live by faith and they wanna bring the gospel, particularly to Muslims in our Australian community. And so they're doing that by faith. And um, I remember going into their house and we sat down in their living room and it was only a couple of minutes into just starting to chat that the wife started bringing out these platters these incredible platters of fruit and they'd all been cut intricately and 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 she started putting them on the table and we'd actually had macca's on the way there right and so I wasn't hungry one little bit and as we sat there and chatted more and more came out and by the end of it there were there were like four platters of different fruits all chopped up beautifully placed in front of us and it's where like I kind of thought man I've got to eat some of this stuff and I was looking at my mate and he wasn't eating anything and I was like bro come on in my head I'm like can you help out here anyway so I'm eating some of it and I left that day just feeling so honoured And so humbled because I knew this family's story. I knew that maybe that was some of the only food that they had. But they as a culture, they had a they had a belief of honor. And they didn't know me. I hadn't done anything. But as their guest, they chose to honor me. Over the top just poured out honor. And I left that day just feeling so humbled. By that experience. Maybe you've had something like that before. Here's my point number two honoring someone positions us to receive the gift of who they are in our lives and in our community. So we start to unlock things that get released. So, who noticed in our passage that we read that honour and unbelief? that's, that's what seemed to be the limiting factor to Jesus doing what was normal elsewhere, right? So a lack of honour or dishonour and unbelief create a culture, an environment where the work of God is limited. Are you with me? Now, when we get together as a faith community, The last thing that we want is a culture of dishonour and unbelief where the work of God is limited, right? We cry out to the Father constantly, come and have your way. Why would we want to stand against what He desires to do in this place, right? Doesn't it sound interesting to you that... The heart of the people in the presence of Jesus was able to limit what Jesus actually did in their presence. Doesn't that sound amazing to you? There was no honour. And so the scoffers started talking. And you always get scoffers. I can tell you that, especially when God really starts to work, you get scoffers. But here's what the scoffers were saying essentially about Jesus. Who does this guy think he is? Who does this guy think he is? Now, this is where we can check ourselves in our thinking when it comes to honour. Have you ever had that thought? Maybe you've got it right now. (laughs) Who does this guy think he is? (laughs) Right? Or when you see someone else stepping forward into something And you take the position of a scoffer. where you're like, here we go again. The last time they attempted this, it was ridiculous. Who does this person think they are? I know who they are. I know their past. I know what they've done. I know their failings. That is what scoffers think like, right? And this is what people were thinking about in Jesus' situation. In Luke 7, we have um, the passage where the sinful woman brings the alabaster perfume and anoints Jesus' feet. And I won't read it today because it's quite a long passage. But essentially, she comes uninvited to the Pharisee's house where Jesus is. She sits at Jesus' feet. She takes this expensive perfume. She pours it out over Jesus' feet. And then she proceeds just to cry in His presence. And and as she cries, she kisses Jesus' feet and she wipes the tears off his feet. She takes her hair and she probably has it covered up. When she came into the room, she unravels it and she takes it and she dries Jesus' feet with her hair. And in that situation, we read that the Pharisee, Simon, he judges this lady and he says, if only Jesus knew what type of woman this was, right? And Jesus is in his spirit, senses the dishonour and he addresses it. And essentially what Jesus does in this situation is he honours the woman, he receives the honour himself and he points out to the Pharisee that you have not only dishonoured her, but you dishonoured me when I came into this house as well. So the Pharisee was the scoffer who missed out on seeing what Jesus or what was really taking place in that moment. And you know what? That can be each one of us all the time. We only need to examine our hearts to see if there's honour or dishonour there. I have a confession to make here today. Um, this, i It's ugly, alright? My confession. I remember when I first went to Baptist Bible College, okay? Back in... 2008, I think it was, 2007. Anyway, it was, it was not long till I was in that environment, till I had some thoughts to myself. I thought, who the heck are these people? It, it, to me, it felt like I'd been taken out of the normal and just put in crazy town. Right, and by crazy town, I mean um, like people just seemed odd to me, and I just thought, Lord, have you just taken every odd person on the north side of Brisbane and brought them to Baptist Bible College, right? And I, I, this is true. I'm sorry, this sounds so horrible. (laughs) This judgmental person in me. I, I had this other thought. I thought. Do Baptists not care about fashion at all? <laughs> I thought to myself, um, like, how do I put this? Uh, do Baptists, do Baptists not care about their presentation? Like, there's a spiritual gift in the Baptist world of, of ear hair and nose hair. <laughs> and. I I really struggle with this, okay? So that's my confession. Anyway, over time, let's move on from that. Over time, (laughs) the Lord humbled me and he humbled me good. Over time, I got to know these people really well. And we'd go to chapel and we'd spend time praying together and I got to hear their heart and I got to see how God had gifted them uniquely and I got to hear their passions. I got to hear their stories on why they were there at Baptist Bible College. I got to hear some stories about why they didn't care for fashion and things like that, right? And I got to really know these people and over the time that we were studying together, One by one, God presented opportunities to these people and and some of them became pastors in in certain churches and some went on to start uh, certain ministries. One was uh, domestic violence for women and she was just amazing for that. One went and started a prison ministry. and, And I just, over time, I started to see, God, you knew exactly what you were doing. And here I was questioning what you're doing and who you're calling. Here I was limiting who you've called, how you've called them, who you've created and what they can do. That was me. And I was so blessed as I look back to meet and to know so many of these people. And we're still, we're still on a, in a relationship now where we can pick up the phone anytime and call each other and ask for help where we need it as well. Honor celebrates a person without tripping over who they are not. And so when we talk about culture here at Hope Community, man, can you just imagine for a second what it looks like to have this culture of honor where people just get called into the fullness of all that God has for them? Isn't it beautiful? Alright, point number three, I'm going to wrap up quick here. Uh, This is point three, I can honour someone I disagree with or have been hurt by. As I talk about honour today, I understand that there are some people in our room right now who are going, Dan, honour can be hard. How do I honour people who have hurt me, people who have let me down, people who have offended me? And... I know that anyone who has had parents that were less than perfect has had these thoughts. How do I honour them? This command comes up in Scripture. It starts in Old Testament. It's given as one of the 10 commandments. The command to love, uh, to honour your father and your mother. Has anyone ever struggled with that? Is that just me? That's a hard one. It gets repeated through the New Testament time and time again. And so, the question so many of us ask is how do I honor my parents when they were so far from perfect? And here's the answer the failures of other people are not the lens that I see them through. The offense that's been caused against me is not the lens that I see that person through. The hurt that they have caused me is not the lens that i see other people through when i choose honor i choose to see people through the lens of them being god's creation so the offense can still exist those things are not ignored but they are not the lens that i choose to see those people through do you understand are you with me okay um when when I do this, I partner with the Father. This is where alignment comes in, in seeing them and calling them into who they really are, right? Otherwise, I get stuck. I stumble over perhaps what they've done in the past and I get caught ultimately on even who they are not rather than who they are, okay? Okay. Um, It's very easy to see people through a lens of offence if you've been wronged. I want you to know that. And if you're here today and you are struggling in that space, I understand that. But forgiveness is ultimately about acknowledging the offence but restoring someone to a place of honour. That's tough. All the hurt... Maybe horrible things. I don't want to talk it down in any way. The differences, we choose to forgive those things and restore that person to a place of honour. It is not how they will be defined by me. I choose to see them how the Father sees them. Um, In the case of a difference of opinion, vax, no vax. (laughs) Pro-choice, pro-life, surfer, bodyboarder, (laughs) Ford, Holden. Dishonour says, if we disagree on something, then I have permission to devalue, disrespect and punish you. That's dishonour. Honour says, The things we disagree on will not determine whether I honour you or not. I choose to honour you anyway. Amen. When we live with honour, it doesn't matter what the government are doing. It doesn't matter what's happening around us, what we're voting on, what we're not voting on. There can be a unity in the Spirit because we choose to partner with the Father. Yeah, and that's why honor is so powerful now i want to acknowledge this honor is not pretending or ignoring what we may not what we may know to be true it's not it's not doing honor is not just being nice being nice is when you honor with your lips but your heart is far from them right so we don't have to ignore anything we don't have to pretend anything To honor, I think of Joshua and Caleb. They went into the promised land to scout it out, right? They came back. The report was there are people in that land that are as tall as giants. To us, we look like grasshoppers. Now, what they didn't do is they didn't say, no, there's no giants in the land. There's nothing there. We'll ignore that. Ignore those giants. They said, yes, there is giants in the land, but God is for us. And if we look like grasshoppers to them, then they look like fleas to the Father. Amen? So there's no need to ignore what's taken place when you choose to honour. You can choose to honour in spite of those things. All right, I'll wrap this up. Um, If the team want to come up. When we see Jesus in this situation where he says a prophet is without honour in his hometown. And I want you to know a prophet in this context, he's simply saying God's person. Okay, we're not not capital P, prophet. He's saying a prophet, a messenger for God, someone who's, being represent, who's representing the Father is without honour in his hometown. So when I choose to honour, I remove the limiting beliefs that can limit what, I may even receive from those people. So they they were saying, look, he's he's just the, the carpenter's son. He's just. And how often do we say that? She's just, he's just. I know them. I know their family. But here's the problem, is that limiting beliefs create a limiting environment. And so if we have a belief system like that, then we actually become part of shutting things down. And I don't wanna ever be that person. I don't wanna be the person that stands in the way of what the Father wants to do in someone's life. I wanna be the person that's cheering them on, who's calling them out. And even when they have doubts in themselves, I'm saying, no, nah, I can see what the Father's putting you. I can see how He's called you. So my question is, do I wanna partner with God in encouraging people into their God-given identity or do I wanna stand against that? Now, here's the best news. Jesus offers honour to everyone, everyone. If you're here today, maybe you've come and you're thinking, I'm not worthy of honour in any way. Why would anyone honour me? I want you to hear this, Jesus. Offers honor to everyone. Every person you meet is someone that Jesus came and he lived for and he died on the cross and he rose again for that person so that they can receive honor. Every person, everyone in this room. And here's how it happened Romans 5 says, God demonstrates his love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Even when some may think we were not worthy of honor, Jesus honored us. So, as I finish up here, I just want you to imagine with me for a second what this looks like. I want you to imagine a culture of healing, a culture of restoration, a culture of blessing, where blessing just flows, a culture of wholeness. I want you to picture young people just being cheered on, being filled with crazy vision, channeling their enthusiasm into the plans and purposes that God has. I want you to picture the elderly in our community forming a vital foundation for us to then build on where they're respected and they're honoured I want, I want you to picture people who come and they lack direction and they lack hope and both are found in the presence of Jesus. And this is what I see and I see it now but I see the Father wanna do more. I see a community of healing and restoration. I see God making it all possible as we honour people. I see a community where our belief in Jesus will never be a limiting factor to what He does in our presence. I see a community where honour propels people into the life that God has for them. And I see testimony after testimony after testimony of the Father's goodness as we do that. The blessing just flows because we align ourselves with the Father. Can you jump on your feet? And I wanna pray. And I hope that you'll pray with me this morning that God will help us to create this culture. And I want you to know it's here. It's here. He's doing it. But we just long for more. I think there's some people here today and maybe you've come even under this weight of of dishonouring someone today. As I've been speaking, maybe the enemy's been trying to just put condemnation and guilt on you and just really poke in that place where the enemy's saying he's talking about you. You're one of those scoffers, you know. As I pray today, I want you to know that you can come to the Father and just receive His grace. Just come before Him today and say, Lord, I just seek your forgiveness on that. Set me free from that. And the Lord will meet you right in this moment today because He's actually already done it for you. And so Father, we just pray for those who are wrestling in this place this morning with condemnation from the enemy who's saying, um, this is you, you've stuffed up, you've been that person, you're a scoffer. This is how you think, this is what you do. Think about all those things that you've said. In Jesus' Name, we just come to you, Father, and we, we just thank you for forgiveness and freedom and grace. We pray that you just let it flow and touch every heart in this room who is struggling with this this morning. But God, the big picture is we pray into this culture of honour, Lord. And we pray a release. We pray a seed that would flourish in this place where more and more people over time will come into this community and they'll be cheered on into the fullness that You have for them, Father. I pray over those who are in this room right now and they feel down and out. They've, they've got words spoken over them that are not from You. They've been in communities, cultures, where there's just been lies spoken over them, Heavenly Father. They've been in places where their failures have been made the main thing. Lord, we thank You that You are the ultimate restorer. We thank You that You set us free from those things. We thank You that the identity that You give us is the truth and not the lies that get stuck on us, Heavenly Father. Lord, I pray as we think about our nine years that Hope Community would continue on, continue to move forward, growing and growing as a culture of honour where people come and they find out who they really are in You. I pray this in Jesus' Name. Amen. Amen. Well, listen, church, what we're going to do this morning is we're just actually going to wrap it there. But I'm going to get our ministry team to come down, our prayer team. And they're going to be here um, to pray into anything that God said this morning. But I also want you to know if there is a need that's outside of that might be healing, something that's going on in your life. Maybe you came today and just knew, I need to receive prayer for that today. Then you feel free to come and get prayed for uh, just by our team today as well. So I'm gonna get the band. They're just gonna keep playing for a little bit. We're just gonna have this ministry time. But for anyone else who feels like they're keen for a coffee or a donut, uh, be blessed. Thank you for being here and celebrating with us today. As we head out today, Can we honour someone? Grab someone and just honour them. Amen. Beautiful. Thanks so much for listening to Hope Community Podcasts. We hope you enjoyed today's message and remember to subscribe to the channel to keep up to date. From everyone here at Hope Community, have the best week.